Our very first guest here on Home Base is already a familiar name to fans of women's hoops here in the country. Now an incoming freshman to USNCAA Division I program Fairleigh Dickinson, we talked to Gilas Pilipinas women mainstay Ella Patrice Fajardo. We talk about her final year in high school and her transition into college and many more. Um, yeah, so Ella, kamusta ka? Uh, thank you so much for giving us time. Uh, I know it's just a short, part two weeks, I guess, for you here in the Philippines. But yeah, how are you right now? I'm doing good, and it's no problem, especially with quarantine going on. It's like yeah. we're well, everybody's restricted to just stay inside. So I was really happy to have this opportunity, and you know, you guys constantly reaching out to uh, females in sport. It's really enlightening, even during these times. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about uh, the show, the project. Actually, at first I messaged you that it was gonna be called uh, Home Run, you know, but um, we actually discovered that there's already a radio show called The Home Run, so we had to change it. But you know, right. it's called Home Base. So uh, you're actually our first guest on it. Uh, this is gonna be the pilot. Yeah, and hopefully it will be out uh, by mid-April. Um, yeah, and we're honored to have uh, a big name such as, as our first guest. Yeah, um, thank you so much. <laughs> just so uh, to give you an idea of the project, it's just going to be about uh, mostly uh, Filipino athletes, like maybe Philam or you know Filipino uh, born in the U.S. or in other countries that you know are are doing great in their own respective sports. So we're gonna have not just basketball, but like football, and then we'll have right. maybe American football also. Um, so yeah, basically that's it. Um, and I sent you an outline of what we're gonna be talking about today. Right. So yeah, uh, I hope. Uh, this won't be taking too much of your time so maybe we'll be here for an hour at most maybe so <laughs> no rush yeah. no rush <laughs> yeah all right um did you have dinner already i did i had um shomai i had a lot of things actually <laughs> my coach i met with her yesterday and she mm. gave some pasadubong as well uh when mm -hmm. i gave her fdu shirts so she gave me lumpia she gave me uh what else did she give me she gave me baked mac so it's yeah. all in the fridge right now which is perfect for you know the new extended quarantine to 6 p.m right so yeah. <laughs> okay but i had it for, for uh breakfast and dinner tonight so yeah. that's what i had how about you yeah i'm good um i actually had just cutting down on rice right now so i'm having bread but you know, uh, we want to be quarantined right now <laughs> during right, the Easter. Right, right, right. <laughs> Can't put up, cut up all the carbs, right? Yeah. All right. So I guess we can start. Um, sure. Yeah. Let's let's go first into you know like kind of like an introduction or just catching up uh, with you since we last talked. Uh, this is the first time I'm talking to you uh, with Phil Star actually. But you know, how's your trip to the Philippines so far? I know you've spent a lot of time in quarantine, but you know, just tell us about it. It's been great. I haven't been out too too much because the mm -hmm. primary reason that I'm here is that uh, my grandmother is in hospice. And mm -hmm. uh, it's just my father and I because I just turned 18 uh, this March. It's still March, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 18, so I'm allowed to be outside. But it's really just um, the hotel that we're in and going to my grandmother. Like she's right across from us. So that's basically it. And, you know, it's, it's a little different from what it used to be, especially, you know, with the quarantine rules. It's pretty strict compared to how it is in America. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just breathing the air here is like, man, it's it's home. It's really home. 
Yeah, um, you spent like a few days uh, in the quarantine hotel. Can you tell us your experience about that? Like, not a lot of us get to travel right now and do quarantine, you know. So you want to know what it's like, right? Of course. Uh, well, it's literally staring at a wall <laughs> every <laughs> single day, and um, I think what kept me sane was actually working out during those days. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't necessarily always dribbling inside the room, but. Um, I did a lot of band work. I did. Uh, I worked on my jump rope. I brought my jump rope with me, and you know, just figuring out different kinds of things and how I felt with everything. Just, just trying to keep myself in shape despite everything that's happening. But overall, it was a, it was an experience being in quarantine. <laughs> but I spent a lot of time with my dad for sure. Mm-hmm. How was the travel uh, coming here? I saw that you had to like have stopovers, like. Right. Was it very different from when you traveled here, like before COVID and everything? Um, it was actually a little bit better because everyone had their <laughs> own seat aisles. So every, mm-hmm. literally everyone, when the lights were closed, were lying down uh, with the three seaters. Um, but that was basically it. And I tried to sleep. I always try to sleep the whole way through and just wake up during meals. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't too too different, except you know, just not having someone right next to you. And we had we had a stopover in Korea, and it was pretty. Uh, what do you call this? Deserted. Yeah. So, so it it was kind of like it was weird, you know, it's like seeing airports right. without any people. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to talk about your final year in high school at Hill Saint Bernard. Did I say that right? Right. Hill. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you had one more year with them. Um. It was the pandemic, obviously, but you still got to play games. I think. Uh, as, right. Yeah. So, just you know, how how was that experience, and um, what are you gonna miss most about it? I was so I'm thankful that we had games. I have a lot of friends, especially in New York, who did not get to play their mm-hmm. senior year at all. And you know, yeah. senior is like the best year, the year that you're supposed to be, um, you know, having the most fun. Especially those who are uh, fortunately committed to play at the college level. There's like mm-hmm. a lot of pressure off your shoulders. Um, but even with the given circumstances, like only having uh, less than 15 games, I thought I had a lot of fun, especially like the freshmen coming up. They were really nice. They were, they were uh, buying into the system that we had. And I, I guess like knowing that I was committed and knowing that this was my last year, I just had so much fun in general. And uh, at the end of our season, we were actually ranked uh, 11th in our state. And we won a lot of games, uh, shocked a lot of people, and <laughs> I, I wouldn't have ha- wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah, but do you think like how did COVID affect uh, your senior year? And did you think that you had you know like lost experiences or lost time that you know you can never take back? Um, and I guess you you mentioned you have a lot of friends, uh, particularly in New York, that didn't get to play their senior year. Right. Uh, what would be your advice? You know to obviously like heartbroken athletes who weren't able to play out their final year. No, it was definitely tough. Um, even from preseason to the actual season to even now, it's so, so hard to find a court. And you know, not everybody wants to dribble around their house every single day or, uh, or um, do their bands every single day. You know, everybody wants to shoot around. Everyone wants to go outside and play, even my for my sisters. Um, but if you love the game, you're gonna make time for it, you know what I mean? And it's like, you kind of have to have that Mamba mentality and think, you know, there's always someone else out there who's 
putting in the extra work no matter the circumstances mm-hmm. so you know i think that really paid off for my team especially uh, everybody knew um in new jersey there were so many snowstorms so <laughs> covid there was even a, there were like two more snowstorms that we could not practice i think we had two games canceled so we we're mm-hmm. like all right guys obviously we can't get to the court it's too dangerous outside uh let's keep ourselves accountable and you know work out at home even if it's just, just like uh 10 minute ball dribbling thing or uh maybe run at the treadmill so everyone is really buying into that uh kind of atmosphere and environment Yeah. So obviously you're moving forward to another school or going to right. Division 1. Um but I guess what do you think your legacy is uh to your high school team and what essentially did you want to leave to your younger teammates? You mentioned uh freshmen who are going into the team for the first time. So yeah, what did you want to leave with them? Uh I'd say that I really wanted to change the environment from when I just got there and It's funny because I wasn't really pushing it into my mind like oh make a better environment or have everyone happy it was kind of just me being me uh me along with my co-captain Kaylee Walsh and it was really when my uh high school coach came up to both me and the co-captain and said hey you guys really changed the environment of this program and I think that's because when I was a senior when I was a captain finally and these freshmen came along I was always in constant communication with them. They were never afraid to, you know, go up to me and, you know, ask me questions cuz usually that's their that's the there's a senior and freshman or senior and and uh <laughs> yeah. sophomore type of like uh wall, I guess. But mm-hmm. we were all really family. Like there was there was never um a situation where we never were all together or it would just be like two or three girls we were all a family well, there was there was only eight of us but you know never one no, no one was ever left behind right um so now we get to talking about the, your US NCAA stint you know like uh i guess i just want to know what are your expectations going into you know D1 basketball coming from high school i'm really excited i'm very very excited it's been a dream of mine And um I think I'm really excited to be a freshman again. I really enjoy <laughs> being a captain and a senior and you know uh like knowing that I know all the plays and you could always come up to me but I know co- going into college I'm going to be learning a lot and I just want to take advantage of that especially uh being at the highest level possible um you know in America. I just want to kind of absorb everything and learn from my teammates, learn from my coaches and Um as far as my expectations I think I'm just going to have to prove myself again earn my spot and you know just focus on getting better every single day. Yeah, uh from what I understand uh Fairleigh Dickinson is a mid-major program is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So being in a mid-major program like what do you think is a goal for you and in, in your career with the Knights? Like obviously it's not going to be like So, like a big program like the right. Yukon Huskies or the Oregon Ducks or whatever so like what do you want to achieve uh especially I think there there's a kind of a bit like um I don't want to say discrimination but like maybe you know like when you when you talk about major programs and mid-major programs like there's a difference when mm-hmm. when you talk about it so like you going into a mid-major program what do you want uh to be able to do there right um I saw Personally, as uh, an athlete that uh, competes, like w- within myself, like I'm competing against myself almost rather than someone else. I still want to 
come in with a bang almost. Like even if you're watching the NCAA right now, um, it's really the freshmen that are always standing out, right? Like yeah. um, Beckers, um, Caitlin Clark, it's the freshmen, even, mm-hmm. Vanessa, yeah. even Vanessa and Duke. So um, me coming in as a freshman, even though I'm saying, you know, I'm going to earn my spot, I'm going to do all this and that, by the end, I really want to make an impact and, you know, even be able to change the environment as a freshman there. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go there because my coach saw something in me. She's like, hey, I think you could really, um, you know, fit in here. I think you could, she even said, I think you could play right away. But, mm-hmm. you know, just overall, like the, the person that I am, uh, it could spread out to everyone else. So I hope to do that. Yeah. So obviously right now it's kind of hard to like, you know, like visit other people uh, with, with the pandemic and everything. But have you been able to build or build a relationship already uh, with your future teammates and also your coaches? Well, I, I have a teammate there right now who is a freshman going to, into her sophomore year. So mm-hmm. she was at Gill. So I know her personally. Uh-huh. Like she was my captain when I was uh, mm. a junior. And almost every single week, my head coach and a bunch of the assistant coaches uh, message me and call me. Not now because they know that there's a 12-hour difference between the United <laughs> yeah. States. But yeah, they're always in constant communication. And um, because of the pandemic, they couldn't come to my games, but all of them were live stream. So they'd always be like, good luck tonight. Like, I know you have a game and I know that they're watching me. And it's nice to have that support. Yeah. How big of a difference does that make uh, for you coming in? You're obviously a freshman and to have, you know, that kind of support system already, even though you haven't, you know, you're still, you're not officially part of their team yet, but you know, to have, just have that chemistry with them already. Uh, it feels good, definitely, to know that, you know, they're always thinking about me and it's not just like, hey, here's your scholarship and then, you know, that's kind of it and they, it's like, bye, I'll see you next year. But no, they're always like, oh, um, like, I hope your grandma's okay. Like, they care about me as um, a person mm-hmm. more than an athlete. So that's definitely one of the other things that uh, I really liked about them. It reminds me a lot about Gilas, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, um, actually, that's great because I was going to ask about Gilas next. Right. Um, so, I heard before, or I read in an article before that you, you chose Fairly uh, because um, they had this like flexible uh, agreement with you to be, right. for you to be able to play with, for Gilas. But, you know, just tell us like how much, of, how does G- how much Gilas means to you for you to, to you know, like, uh, really put that into consideration when you're planning around your, you know, your college plans. It's your future, basically. Well, I really put that into consideration because they've the Gilas program, my Athis, Coach Pat, Coach Julie, they've always been so supportive of me from the very, very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even when Coach Pat would be like, oh, you should go to NU with me and, and all that. <laughs> they always tell me to aim high. Mm-hmm. They're like, if you're going to get a Division One, like, I want you to be there because I know that you're going to get so, so great there and we're going to support you all the way. And even when I came back here at the Jack, even in Taiwan, after she won her championship, she messaged me and we were just talking, uh, you know, throughout the whole night. Um, and she was like, oh, I miss you so much. And we're going to get back to Logo again. <laughs> I want to be done with you soon. And, you know, it's just that relationship that I have with them. Um, I can't wait to maybe come back. Uh during the summer so that I could finally practice with them uh, to get ready for the SEA Games. Yeah, um, I guess I'm just curious. Uh, for, you know, we, we've heard your name a lot uh, with the Gilas program, but can you just tell us, like, 
how were you actually introduced to the national team program um and if you could you know take us back to that first time you you wore that gilas jersey and how it felt for you right would you say like how i was uh like the very first time i was introduced yeah like like how did coach pat you know get you for the program or how were you introduced to you know like the idea of playing for gilas right okay um Well, Gilas had, had definitely been a, a dream of mine since I was very, very young. Both my parents mm. were Filipino. They would watch, you know, Gilas games and all that. And I'd be like, whoa, like, I could actually <laughs> represent my country, even though I'm here. And uh, from the very, very beginning, since I was young, uh, both my parents would always take me here to the Philippines. So it always felt like home. And, you know, even if it's been, it was like three years since I've been here. Once I got here, it's like, it's, it's everything so familiar. But... Uh, back to the question, I built a relationship with Coach Julie Amos, who is mm-hmm. uh, assistant coach at Gilas, when I yeah. participated in the Best Center, and mm. I finished that program. And then once I turned 16, or no, I was 15 at the time, and there was going to be a U18 program, and they needed another girl. Coach Julie was like, hey, Ella, is there any time that you're going to be here anytime soon? Like, there's something in June. Uh, you know, maybe Coach Pack could see you somehow, even though he's not in the country right now. And I was like, yeah, actually, for my 16th birthday, like, I'm going to visit my grandmother. Do you want me to come over and, you know, check out the Gilas program? And she was like, yes, please, like, come over, come over. And there was only only one practice I had um, where Coach Pat would be there physically to watch me. So I don't even think at the time I knew what that meant. Because mm-hmm. Of course, I was like, oh, it's Coach Pat Kino, right? Like, I, I got to be, um, you know, 100%. Like, I want to make the team and all of that. Um, so, yeah, that my birthday. It was my birthday when I just turned 16. They're like, Coach Pat's going to be here. Could you practice? And I was like, okay, I'll practice. <laughs> and... I guess it was just history from then. He really trusted me. Yeah, so it was like a birthday present to you to have Coach really Pat. <laughs> I remember being so dead afterwards because you know I'm playing against veterans at Gilas and they didn't take it easy on me because they knew like you know if you're gonna be in this program you gotta be um, you gotta have puso you gotta play like a Filipino. So I re- I just remember being dead afterwards <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, so you mentioned like, of course, you, you were ra- raised in the U.S., you know, but you had that kind of like connection uh, to Philippine basketball and to, you know, the Filipino culture in general. Can you just talk about that? Like how you still felt like this this is your home or your home right now, even though, you know, you spent so much of your time in the U.S. And how much uh, of a part did your parents play in that? Well, my parents had been there for for me since the very, very beginning. And, you know, going into the Gilas program, but my dad kind of tried to tell me like what was going on. Like, hey, like you could play U18. I know you just turned 16, but you know, like this is your time. You're, this is your time, even though you're gonna play against veterans. Like just just do your best. Like they're always there for me. They were, they were there at the practice, you know, just watching because they couldn't really do anything else. Um, but yeah, I definitely have a lot of roots here. My dad's whole, Uh, side is here my uncles and my aunts so once I told them that I got into Gilas I think they were like what like we know that you take basketball seriously but Gilas it's like <laughs> you know that's I'm home more now that's awesome and you know even my family from Bacolod my mom's side 
they, they watch like every single high school game of mine because it was live streamed now. So, you know, I feel like now more than ever, I have that appreciation of the support from my family, the support from the Gilas team, the support from my country as a whole. Yeah. Uh, so let's kind of like shift, shift the conversation into Pinay's uh, like you in the US, you know, like uh, what's your take like on the future of Filipinos uh, in US basketball, especially collegiate? Like mm-hmm. obviously you're going into a D1 program. Um, you've played obviously with a lot of uh, Filipino ballers. Like do you think that's a level that they could also pursue like you? Oh, for sure. I think every anybody is capable of playing at the highest level. It, it really just it's it's based on you know how much time are you really gonna put in, how much how much sacrifice that you're gonna put in. But it is a really big advantage, um, I think, for Filipinas and Filipinos in general. That you know, I have this pedestal now being at a being a Division One athlete. Like even for my sisters, like, you know, it's kind of like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, with people like you who are really having me here and uh, for me being able to have a voice for other people to tell them like, hey, you could do it because I did it, uh, even though I'm a Filipina and, you know, I'm an Asian American in a predominantly not Asian sport, you know, you could do it. So, <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of factors that go, in it, go into it, but definitely being at the Division One level helps a lot, sets the tone for everyone else. Yeah, you mentioned uh, being Asian American, and I know, and I know we're talking about sports right now. But right. I guess I just wanted to like kind of get your uh, take on it. Like, obviously, there's a lot of like hate crimes right now in, okay. against the Asian community in America. You know, like I guess you know, as an athlete right now, you have your own platform, and you know how how are you using that? Uh, you know, to just educate people and uh, what's your take on it, and what do athletes like you? Uh, have to do in order, you know, to help your fellow uh, Asian community members? Well, it's definitely devastating to say the least. Uh, I, I grew up in New York as well. I For like my first two to three years of living, but my mom worked in New York before the pandemic. Uh, my grandmother who uh, migrated from the Philippines worked um, in New York. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's so sad to see all these hate crimes happening. And it's not just in New York, it's everywhere, especially, mm-hmm. you know, um, the West Coast, right, in California, where there's so many um, Asian Americans. Um, and as of right now, it's not safe for Asian America, Asian Americans to even walk in New York, whereas before, it's like, even if it's at night, my mom can kind of like walk anywhere or walk back to where we used to live. And, you know, me having this platform, I'm trying to educate myself so that, uh, you know, all the information that I put out there is true. And, you know, people could also repost it and read about it carefully. Um, but as far as other athletes that also have a platform, I'd encourage them to do the same, to, you know, really go back and search about it yourself before um, really posting it on the web. Yeah. Um, and I guess just another take on that, right? But uh, a lot of women ballers, like in the WNBA, you see them, like they're, they really... Uh, talk about these kinds of issues you know like the black lives matter movement um and you know just like a young as a young girl going into college like how does it feel to have you know those kinds of like role models who actually you get to see that how much they care and they're just you know like more than an athlete and you know how does that inspire you in a way well it it definitely makes a difference seeing all my uh, seeing all the people that I look up to take these things into matter seriously because um, 
it could really affect people that don't take it too seriously, if you know what I mean. And I mean, I think just growing up in America, I have friends from of all different kinds of races who have their own stories, their own backgrounds, and their own family members who go through the same thing. And you know, it's, it's almost like if you don't educate yourself, you're gonna find out about it anyway from your friends, mm-hmm. your family, and all that. So it's 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 really scary times right now, and everybody has to, you know, uh, keep like a, another hand open for them so that nothing happens. All right. Um- So let's kind of like talk about after college, maybe, or just like your future plans. Um, right. right now, what are you thinking after college? I know you've mentioned before that maybe you want to go back here in the Philippines and play. Uh, but you know, how how is your planning right now? I mean, you're a freshman, but <laughs> never too early. <laughs> uh, as of right now, I think I'd really focus on finishing my studies. It's kind mm-hmm. of something in that I'm actually going to college, to be honest. Because <laughs> Because you're like, oh, so now we're gonna have a, a what do you call this? Like an uh, an introduction thing. Like, what days do you want to be in there? Because it's it's in person now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I actually have to, you know, do these things now. I'm not gonna be <laughs> in high school anymore. Um, but yeah, definitely finish school. I, I'm gonna take a biology path. I decided I really want to be a physical therapist and hopefully, you know, open my own business into that. Um, but yeah, in terms of basketball, I guess, like you said. Uh, I think it's really stayed the same. Um, try to absorb everything from my coaches, and hopefully try and bring this, bring it back to the Philippines. And uh, you know, with the WNBL happening and uh, all these sports people uh, reaching out to female athletes, I I feel like we're we're kind of like getting up there. It's kind of peaking right now. So hopefully, I can also put my two cents in with what I uh, am going to experience in America. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, your, do you, what's your program right now? Um, and what's your calendar like? When do you start your school? Uh, is it gonna be like you know like a hundred percent face to face, or does the pandemic you know still affect your education right now? Uh, right now in in high school, not in college yet. Um, both like right now in co- in high school, and then what's the plan right now when you get to college? Okay. Um, as of right now, in high school, we are fully face to face. There's a choice: you could be face to face, or you could uh, do online schooling. But since it's my senior year, I, I've decided to do face to face for the remainder of the year, which mm-hmm. I think is honestly for me, it's so much better than online because my attention span online is like <laughs> either I, I'm in class or I'm thinking about eating or I'm thinking about sleeping <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. So um, I think my school being face to face has helped me a lot and helped a lot of kids a lot. But I know uh, here they don't allow that yet, and, and it's 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 even a mental toll. You know, it's not even just um, yeah. It's definitely like a, me- a mental toll. And then for college, they said that they're, we're going to be face to face, and it starts September. But I the workouts for basketball start as early as August. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like a little bit nervous about that? Oh, like how are you going? How do you feel going into the, that? It's not just you know, like it's 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 hard enough for for a kid to you know transition from from high school to college and to right. do it as an athlete and right. even during this pandemic. Like, how do you feel going into that? I think so. It's a little nerve wracking, I'd say, but you know, just like high school, you're gonna have your basketball friends by the, uh, at your back, and you know they're gonna be looking after you. And you know, at least I know that I can go to. Um, 
a sophomore or a junior or a senior to ask them about my classes, ask them about, um, you know, how to do things the way that they are in college because you're not in high school anymore. So, I mean, definitely nerve wracking. But, you know, at least I have my basketball program and, you know, my, my basketball friends to help me out. Okay, sige. Uh, thank you. Ella, I hope your your stay here in the Philippines has been great. I mean, even if you are locked down in your in your hotel, right? Um right. I'm praying for your grandma and I hope uh everything gets better soon. Um you're staying until the end of the holy week, right? Yes, uh April 4th I'm going back. Yeah, I think you've spent more time in, in the quarantine hotel than, than out of it. You know? Honestly, yes, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. But thank you so much. That means a lot. And yeah. being here again means a lot. If you need me to contact anyone for you or anything like that for your episodes, you, you just let me know. Right. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm so grateful. And I, it really sucks that we can't go to Jollibee right now. I, I know. <laughs> it really does suck. Like all the dining stuff. It's like, well, we got to eat outside. It's so humid. Yeah. But, yeah. I remember I mean, that. It, it's too bad. But hopefully when you come back here for, for training for SEA Games, it's going to be better. I hope it's going to be better so by good. then. Me too. Yeah. Crossing my fingers and praying. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you so much. Ella, and before I forget, belated happy birthday again. It's oh, been a few you. a few days since then, but I just no wanted problem. to greet you personally. So yeah, thank you so much again, uh, and have a good night. Thank you, you too, Ate. Thank you again. God bless.